0: I'm here shortly before bedtime doing a recording um, I'm just aware of the fireworks going off so as as usual um allow that to be if it's uh if the sound is coming through if it's being a disturbance for you and then just uh can uh, Include that in today's practice. been for me a recent trend of continuous thinking. Of course not always continuous, there's moments of presence. But perhaps there's an idea in my head that I should be more advanced by now that I know better than to continuously be lost in thinking. Sometimes there can be the energy of of harshness of I need to do better but quite often what's more effective is to is to almost soften in in one's effort and to meet any what we can label as dissatisfaction or disappointment with with compassion with warmth and a softness and it's not a empty gesture or a passing expression it's a a deep invitation to go deeper it's a compassionate coming home once again the moment when you're lost in thought and Perhaps it's been a morning of of you know, spurts of thinking, and then suddenly you're out of it, and you're back, and then you're lost again. And sometimes you can even smile <laughs> mindfully at what's going on. You can smile in the the recognition of of who you are. That yes, my awareness is being covered up by thought, or I'm getting lost in thought again. But it's not a failing. It's not okay. I'm going backwards in my practice as we've mentioned before of um, Rupert Spira's words it's a pathless path you are what you want to seek what what we think we're seeking we're already there we already are that from that place, from that knowing one can perhaps smile at the the play of the mind the energies the the karmic mechanisms the karmic impressions that are playing themselves out and in that softness there's a deep shift that's happening with that, with the allowing the non-resistance that things are being cleaned up, things are being cleared up. You are not adding more impressions, more things to be worked out. the simplicity of returning to the now from the, the complex fragmented th- thoughts <clears throat> the separate self and the allure of trying to think your way out of it by adding more thoughts and more when of course it's the, the softening of that, the, the letting go where you're not holding on and trying to un- untangle in in an in a egoic way in a way where you're identified with those thoughts or beliefs or those thoughts those feelings you're almost just stepping out just very different energy stepping out into I guess the true reality to now, what's, what's here right now and then if you wish, you can perhaps bring in the thought within the awareness and see if it's needed It could very very well be that you need to think in that moment that something needs to be resolved, but but by losing the anchor, the infinite intelligence of awareness you're of course limiting the resolution of whatever there's a problem that needs to be solved or something that needs to be decided and you're coming from the place of, of wholeness to inform you of what's needed and that totality is in itself it knows everything so you're coming from that the wholeness of all of the information all of the energies and all of the shifts and everything is being considered coming from there but in a narrow bandwidth of the mind you can't of course measure the the fraction of of that intelligence that's the mind how narrow that bandwidth is but it's very unlikely that there'll be great wisdom in only the fearful self making a decision or trying to resolve something you may potentially get a short term win or a short term yes this is it but then something else may come up again you may find that it's not a true solution so for me there's the almost clusters of thoughts and thinking almost an overdrive of thoughts and thinking and at the moment it's hard, it's hard for me to perhaps understand if this is part of the sort of spiritual process where things may speed up and things may come to the surface more or if it's just more unconsciousness more thinking a part of me sort of doesn't really know if that's even important or not and in some level it's not it's just again going back to the ultimate simplicity of just taking care of this moment in this moment whether it's true or not that if it's part of the spiritual process or it's not it in some respects it makes no difference because in this moment you are just aware in this moment and if things are coming up you are that just appears in the beingness of now whatever appears in and now that's, that's what you're working with that's, t- that's what needs to be taken care of So we talked about in the last session The call to perseverance And I'm sensing that energy in me Again The The sort of compassionate Effort The sort of non-effort Effort effort coming in There's almost a a sort of gravitational pull to say okay now it's time to of course whatever I say it's probably gonna, it's, with the problem with language it's going to be inaccurate but there's that certain type of effort there's sort of non-effort effort that that pull to go deeper that there's been enough suffering I'm not talking about just big huge traumatic sufferings I'm talking about the suffering of of being identified with thought the very subtle sometimes that's that's what we're working with it's not sometimes it can be sort of big tremendous shifts or big traumas or a big life situation but quite often it's the very the subtle, the small Okay, there's some thoughts coming up in this moment there's a feeling arising in this moment and nothing's too small here, nothing's beyond the importance of of managing that and sometimes it's easy perhaps this is what's happening to me where I'm trying to sort of manage the big picture and I'm perhaps not honouring the the work in front of me that okay I'm getting lost in this absent thoughts these thoughts that are not needed or patterns of thinking and perhaps I'm looking past that I'm trying to maybe deal with the deep traumas which of course I don't want to ignore but it's also known that it's all connected that maybe the patterns of thought it may not be a huge reaction but it's perhaps bubbling from the, the pain body or the core blockages of energy that are happening there and that's all that needs to be that's all that needs to be dealt with in this moment sometimes the mind can pull on like almost a spiritual cloak it can remain in the game of yeah you know, I'm on this spiritual path and and there's something that Rupert said in a, in a video I watched something where he said it's almost candy for the mind the sort of spiritual path the progression of that and because it kind of almost it gives you the illusion that okay you're you're practicing right now but really you're just sort of teasing yourself with the thought of being spiritual or being present or sometimes I see it as almost a backup that I can enjoy getting lost in thinking or getting identified I've got you know I've got that spiritual sort of reset button to get me out of it whenever I want to or something to look forward to almost as well in some funny way so the question that perhaps I can perhaps word to know that's coming up from that perseverance is you know, are you truly ready to surrender do I want to keep part of my identity still and have one foot in the spiritual realm or the realm of, of no identity and these questions can be almost sort of silently asked in a very gentle way and it doesn't need an answer quite often not looking for a dialogue here it's just to point to what's happening and being honest with where you are Maybe there's a place for sternness in regards to myself to say, Okay, enough of this enough. And it's not a it's almost a cutting like cutting a cord, it's an immediate sort of Okay, let's get back to why we're here as Ramdas says time. As so we're here to to resolve our karma. That's one way to put it. And sometimes pulling it in that way can be very useful to in another sense it can seem, you know, that you're sort of devoiding yourself of enjoying life or to live life, but it only it only sounds that way. But from the place of needing a sort of stern, almost a stern word to say, hey, get back to what you're doing, focus on on why you're here. It's almost a a shortcut to cut through and get back to the essence My essence, our essence. So, I've got the Karma book here, and perhaps we can do a little more reading. I can't quite remember where we left off but i don't remember reading this passage here where we were still in volition the basis of karma but we're now in the the passage titled why do some people suffer more than others and if it's something i've read before then perhaps it's we need to read it again (laughs) okay So read uh, the first few paragraphs and then we can uh, take it from there. Why didn't the universe create everyone equal? Why are some disabled and others able-bodied? Why are some poor and others rich? If there is a God, why didn't he create everyone equal? Why couldn't everyone carry positive karma? Why couldn't everyone have the same software? What is the point of all this terrible inequality? These are questions that have plagued human beings since the dawn of time. Now pause and examine this with absolute clarity. If you do, you will see that the primary cause of human suffering is not physical handicap or poverty. The cause of human suffering is one self. Let us first make the distinction between pain and suffering. Pain is physical pain is produced whenever there is any injury to the body pain is the body's way of alerting you that something is wrong that action must be taken pain is useful it is a valuable wake-up call suffering on the other hand is psychological it is produced by you it is a hundred percent self manufactured. You don't have a choice about being in pain, but you do have a choice about suffering. You can always choose not to suffer. So It is not the physical situation that causes misery, it is the way you react to it. Your karma is not in what is happening to you, your karma is in the way you respond to what is happening to you. Human beings are capable of suffering just about anything. Someone could not get into college, so they suffer. Someone else gets into college and can't get out, so they suffer. Someone cannot get a job, so they suffer. Someone is given a job and now they suffer even more. Your suffering is not because of your circumstances, Your suffering is because of the way you have made yourself and that is what you need to look at. there for a moment and for those looking to perhaps purchase this book there are of course um, I'm just sort of reading extracts there are sort of storied examples of the points that are being made here and scenarios and situations to almost illustrate the explanations So your suffering is because of the way you have made yourself. What does that mean? So it's our karmic mechanisms. It's the way we have responded prior. It is all of the impressions. And so by having a certain condition when a situation presents itself depending on our karmic makeup it can cause suffering and going back to the choice to suffer we've touched upon this in the readings of a new earth where Eckhart makes that same explanation about pain being physical and suffering being psychological, suffering being a choice and it's the the suffering of oneself, the, the little me or the egoic mind that is in resistance to what is happening it's a voice that says that this, this shouldn't happen we go back to the example of someone doesn't get the job the mind's narrative maybe well that that shouldn't have happened and you can from the space of of presence, it's it's complete insanity to to go against what is. It, it as Eckhart says, it is. It already is. And of course, the egoic mind is distorting and shading and adding certain colour situation to say well this should have happened my way and of course in that fragmented view there's almost this new foundation for what should be done or what shouldn't be done and you can almost sense how far away one is from their nature from the the essence of who they are with with the mind's projections and of course the further away or the the seemingly so-called further away we are from ourselves the more suffering there will be the more entrenched one is with identity another way to put it the more suffering the more capacity for suffering there can be. So when it says here, and that is what you need to look at after the sentence your suffering is because of the way you have made yourself. And that is what you need to look at. So we're looking at our karmic makeup. What are the circumstances we're dealing with? What work is there to be done? As go back to Ramdar saying we're here to resolve our karma. Okay, let's look. Okay, what karmic impressions are there? What's our makeup? What's the patterns? What's the habits? And it's not in a theoretical sense, it's the, the wholeness of it's all all connected. Generally, the word karma is used in a rudimentary way to suggest that you did something bad and so bad things will happen to you. This is a very limited and simplistic way of looking at life. Karma has nothing to do with moralistic categories of good and bad. It is related only to cause and effect. If a man comes to you now and complains that his heart is clogged up, is it because he committed some terrible deeds in his past? No, it is much more likely that he lived irresponsibly, ate and drank improperly and messed up his system. So this is bad karma in its own way, because he lived without the necessary understanding of about how to treat his system. Ignorance is also a karma. As action is karma, inaction is also karma. Someone recently came to me and told me about a dear friend of his who had lost the use of his hand. Now, the accident was unfortunate, but the real question is not about how many hands you have. The real question is whether you are suffering them. Suffering and misery are always by choice, physical pain has of course to be handled in a very particular way, but suffering is only of the mind. If you are suffering mentally, it means that you are the source of your own suffering, you are the manufacturer of your own anguish. The karmic substance within you may happen to contain all the necessary ingredients to create suffering. Perhaps you planted all these ingredients unconsciously in your past. So what can you do about this today? The answer is simple. Don't manufacture Don't Manufacture suffering for yourself today. Maybe terrible things happened to you yesterday, maybe you lost everything that is precious to you, but this morning, when you get up, you still have the choice not to manufacture suffering for yourself. Yes, the ingredients of misery are present, they are waiting, perhaps even tempting you, but they cannot become suffering by themselves. Suffering has to be freshly baked every day. In other words, your karma cannot turn into suffering without your cooperation. Once you are aware, that is the end of your suffering. So the source of your misery is not your past actions. The source of your misery is how you're processing the imprint of the past now. You may be carrying around a sack full of stinking garbage. Either you can smear yourself with it and get terribly miserable, or you can make good manure out of it and create a wonderful garden. Karma is the seed. What you are going to make out of this seed is entirely up to you. If I am given a packet of assorted seeds and I throw them all into my garden, perhaps all of them will sprout. Some of the mango seeds would yield very sweet fruit, but there may be bitter seeds too. may actually be more weeds than plants growing even in your own garden if you keep weeding you will have a garden if you sit back defeated you will have a patch of weeds well of course some have learned to enjoy the weeds too the same holds true for your life you have your seed karma but you also have your weeding karma. This is where volition comes in. This is where intention becomes paramount. If you decide not to perform your weeding karma, your life will be just an overgrown wilderness. If you choose to perform this simple function your life could yield an incredibly rich harvest so and there's mention of weeding perhaps this is the the moments when we're not aware and more imprints are being made or more sort of bitter seeds are being planted and I wonder if this example sort of illustrates that if if one was to do you know the most beautiful perfect meditation for an hour a day but the rest of the day they're perhaps worried or anxious or they're perhaps thinking about the meditation did I I do it the best I could could I have done it better Uh, and you can imagine that within that hour of course there's great prosperity there there's great perhaps dissolving of karma happening in that hour but then the rest of the day perhaps the weeds are growing there's more weeds than there are the plants and of course the what's so miraculous about just a simple awareness of the present moment that right action can happen from that i think the is a term used in in buddhism meaning the action that's in alignment of the source, of the totality, not an action on behalf of the egoic self, separate self, which is the result of karma and perhaps we can identify whether it's certain times of day or certain situations when perhaps there's times when the weeds are are growing when they need to be sort of weeded out whether it's adding a little bit more awareness within certain relationships in our life whether it's a certain person of interaction that brings up the unawareness the adding of more imprints, more weeds to the garden and so within this it's almost the an encouraging message here to say yes there is the weeding that needs to be done that. Th- thought will come and overtake you, and there may be a pattern of action that may happen that's unconscious, that brings up more imprints to deal with, but to continue this process. As it says here that you're not, it's not about yesterday of what's happened, it's about managing the imprints in this moment. And that's where the volition, the choice the intention comes in and perhaps for the last hour you've been lost in deep worry or thoughts or fantasising about desires that are perhaps not connected to your essence but what can you do now there is a choice now to be aware a choice to whether you whether su- whether they're suffering. It says it your karma cannot turn into suffering without your cooperation. It needs you to almost identify as the separate self so the source of your misery is not your past actions the source of your misery is how you're processing the imprint of the past now again this is going back to the work that Ram Das has mentioned we are here to to work through our karma to resolve our karma to clean up our karma in the simplicity of the taking care of the now moment by moment whatever that moment presents itself to be simply is and that's what you're and the more this will become transparent as well the more for example perhaps time of day will become more transparent in the sense that there is truly only the now whether it is for instance in my time now it's evening time towards bedtime Maybe perhaps there'll be less of of sort of associations and references to time of day, for example. And that may go for life situations. They may become transparent as well. That maybe in the past, whether seeing a certain person or or life situation, getting ready for work or entering work, there may be perhaps before a sort of huge heaviness about it and a huge resistance, but but sort of being in the now that becomes simplified you're just simply in the car driving taking care of the now or you're in the the lift or elevator going up to your floor and you're in the now nothing needs to be done you are just in the now the elevator's moving doors open you take a footstep outside moment by moment And in that same video, Rupert mentioned something else, that each time we return to our awareness, it almost erodes that sort of imprint of going back to that pattern, a certain sort of pattern of thinking or just going back into identity. so kind of almost eroding or dissolving that that imprint, those imprints which is why I call it miraculous that it almost takes care of itself it comes down to just the simplicity of being, the recognition of who we are and resting in the beingness episode. I wish you well and I will see you again very soon. Take care.